The Rod and Staff podcast comes out of the host's passion for Christ and his church. It exists to encourage a deeper engagement with issues that pertain to doctrine and life. Check us out at rodandstaff.org. Welcome to this episode of the Rod and Staff podcast. Uh, I'm your host, Jason, along with my good friend and co-host, Roger, and we're glad to be back uh, having another discussion. Roger, you doing well? I am. How are you? I'm doing well. Here's a question for you, Roger. Um, and I don't, I really don't know the answer. And I don't even have a, a clue as to what you'll answer to this question. So uh, those are the best. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's not a bad question though. I, I promise. Okay. So the question is this, what kind of Christian music, if any, do you listen to? What's your, what's your preference if there's any of the more contemporary Christian stuff or not, or not contemporary, just what Christian music do you listen to? Uh, it's changed a lot over the years. Uh, right now, I, I like listening a lot to Sovereign Grace. Um, I like finding new artists, new modern. I, I, I like rich lyrics. Um, and so I look for, for those who are, are aiming toward that. Um, but I'll listen to a variety, you know, I got Spotify, so I'll just flip through things, you know, that I've recommended and I'll be like, oh, this is a great new band. And sometimes I'll, uh, you know, find a new artist I like, um, that's just doing great things. Um, uh, recently picked up like Matt Boswell, um, mm. and really like his stuff that he's been putting out. So there's a lot of different artists, but, uh, what about you? Well, I, I've never been really into some of the, you know, most of the Christian music out there. If I listen to anything, it'd be, you know, some worship music. And for the most part, I just did like instrumental stuff. I didn't even mm -hmm. listen to lyrical things until uh, recently I started listening. Um, and I, I thought this guy was a new artist, found out that he's not new at all, <laughs> just because uh, I'm not into that kind of music. And I, I uh, learned about Matthew West. Yes. Oh, West. yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, and I I listened to his new album called Brand New, uh, I think it's his new album, and I I am so impressed. I am enjoying it so much because I I really like the storyteller in him. Yes, yes, and I really it's in, it's engaged me quite a bit. So this last week, my my kids are mocking me. They told me that I'm not allowed to like that kind of music. It's too contemporary. <laughs> they said they said it's good. How could you like it? <laughs> so thanks. Um, that's great yeah so i've been enjoying that well like we're we're here to kind of have our last episode of the year and uh, we'll call it our new year's special so that those who are listening i believe they'll be listening new year's week um and we we want to looking forward we're, we're looking into 2021 i can't believe it but it's finally coming um <laughs> And we want to talk about uh, expectations. Uh, what should we expect in 2021? Um, how do we manage our expectations? Uh, what are people thinking about right now? So uh, that, that's kind of the topic that we, we want to, to consider uh, on this episode. So I guess I'll start with this, Roger. From what you can tell and all the interactions that you have with people, how are people looking at 2021? Uh, what's, what's kind of the 
perspective, the, the vision, what are people thinking about when they think, okay, 2021 is here? I think initially people are thinking it's not 2020 anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Amen to that. Uh, as if, you know, we just flip a day uh, in the calendar and all of a sudden everything becomes right and good again. Um, I, I think in, in different different ways, people are looking at it in uh, with uh, expectation that things are going to be better, thinking, can it really get much worse than it is now? You see the the expectation of these vaccines getting uh, uh, out there more. So that's going to help relieve some of the, you know, protect people. You're looking at uh, financial markets, the reaction that's going to have. You look at people, you know, being able to work again and all of these different areas. I think people are looking and saying, I think 2021 is just going to be so much better than 2020 was um, and putting hope into something new. They want to look for something to hold on to, um, to kind of deal with what's been going on. That that's how I've uh, been hearing things. How about you? Are hearing the same things? Are you hearing different angles on it? Yeah, there's definitely, uh, there are definitely different angles, but one thing I've noticed on, on social media is people are reposting the posts they had from the end of 2019. <laughs> That's great. And I think it's hilarious because they're like, you know, looking forward to 2020. It's going to be the best year ever. And this <laughs> anticipation of what was going to come. And then others are thinking, yeah, don't post that again. What's wrong with you? Um, so, so yeah, in my estimation, from what I see around me, people are anticipating and expecting that 2021 is going to solve their problems, mm-hmm. solve the, the 2020 issues. Um, I do think some are a little more tentative in their thinking. They're, they don't want to put too much hope because they've just this year, 2020 has kind of sucked the life out of them. <laughs> um, but I do see this, this, hey, there's a light at the end of the tunnel. There is, my expectation is it's all going to go back to normal. It's going to be, you know, some people are thinking, okay, Biden is now the president. We're going to have a, he's going to, help get the normal back because the last four years have been anything but normal or, you know, something like that. So there's political expectation. There's the health expectation. Um, I think there's the, just getting back to normal expectation. And I guess my question now that we have that out there is, okay, is this kind of optimism that people have this, this expectation of what's to come? Is it good? Is it bad? Is it indifferent? What do you think about these types of expectations? I think that, you know, we're creating the image of God and part of being an image bearer is having expectations, looking out and expecting something uh, uh, in the future because we believe in a God who is all powerful and in all control. And so he is working things in this world. So uh, we can have expectations uh, for God to work. We can't know how he's going to work and we have to hold our expectations lightly and humbly, but I think it's right to have them to not, we all have them, whether we express them or not, and we can find out what they are by how we react to the things going on around us. Um, I think that, you know, as, as Americans, we just have this idea that 
things are going to get better, that we're going to prosper, that we're going to, we're going to get through it. You know, we, we just, we just have this victory kind of mindset, sure. you know, in all these ways. And that shapes how we think. Um, but it's not promised. We yeah. don't know. I often hear, you know, you hear comments, it's going to end. We're going to get through this you really don't have a promise that that's kind of just based on maybe cycles of history and thinking and seeing how it's all worked out. But how do you know that for sure? You know, we, we say things like it's all going to work out in the end. Right. And depending on what we mean by that, (laughs) I guess as, as uh, believers that, that believe in the sovereignty of God, we might say that and, and, and then wink, um, because it's not necessarily what the recipient of our comment is, is, uh, you know, means by it. But I, I guess we should step back a little bit and ask the question, what are expectations? It's and how it, would you define it? Yeah. I think I, you know, just use a, a, a definition is fine from, you know, a dictionary. It's just a strong belief that something's going to happen in the future, mm-hmm. you yeah. know, and you're anticipating it to happen, you know, which leads to hoping in that. Yeah. It, it, it seems like people put, they invest in that expectation, don't they? Mm-hmm. It, it reveals what you treasure in your heart. Yeah. Because you're desiring something, you're expecting something and, and it's going to give you something. It's going to provide something that that's something you want in your heart. Yeah. So, so as you're thinking about the, the heart what are some of the things that expectations can reveal about our hearts? So you mentioned a couple of things already. Walk us through that a little bit. As we're having these expectations, anticipating, looking forward, kind of hoping, not in biblical hope sense, we're kind of hoping as in wishful thinking yeah. almost, you know, mm-hmm. uh, what's coming. What does that expose about us? I think I'll just use myself as an an example. You know, I think I've seen my own heart exposed in many different ways of just, you know, when when think of wanting that normal and not wanting to live in the tension of trials and tribulations and going through the uncertainty and told you this before, wanting control. Uncertainty shows you not, you can't control it. So in my heart, I want, I want some kind of control over life and, and, and I'm expecting that I'm treasuring that, which is competing with, with God at the moment. Is he the one I've put my hope in, or have I put my hope in things working out because God doesn't promise it's all going to work out here. Yeah. As a matter of fact, yeah. what, what does um, the new Testament seem to indicate we ought to expect as believers. Yeah. Trials and tribulations. Jesus tells us that, you know, yeah. expect trouble in this world as you walk yeah. through it. And he promises his presence, of course, as we're walking through it. And, right. you know, and, it, and it's not wrong. We don't want to think it's wrong to have these, these desires aren't wrong to begin with. It's, right. it's when they become uh, overblown, when they become uh, inordinate, they're competing against our trust in the Lord. I mean, I think of like Proverbs 13, 12, that tells us, you know, hope deferred makes the heart sick, but a desire fulfilled is a tree of life. Hmm. Yeah, no, yeah. there is, there is that human side of us that just, 
man, if, if it just gets better, you'll feel better. And, and then it's fulfilled. Yep. And you feel like, Oh, that that's great. And that's a good thing. That's how we are created. Sure. But if, if it's becoming and competing against our trust in the Lord, I think that's when, when yeah. we're really exposing our hearts. I think uh, one of the considerations here is what does that expectation, whether it's fulfilled or not, have to do with my day-to-day living, right? Um, yeah. Am I thinking, and I think a lot of us get in this, and I think I've fallen into this trap and, and you know, early on during the pandemic, we felt this way. It's like, well, we'll wait this out and then we'll get back to real ministry. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so we expect it's going to pass and then we'll get back to, to real life. Um, but we should be living real life in the middle of whatever we're dealing with. And so can you, how are hope and expectations related? How are they the same? How are they different? What would you say? How how does hope, biblical hope that is, play into this discussion? I think that biblical hope has to look at the promises of God and place our trust in that because we can hope in a lot of things, but Mm. we're not promised those things that we hope in are going to come to pass. We don't know that, but we can hope in the promises of God. For example, we don't know what church is going to look like a year from now. Right. We can hope it gets back to normal. We can hope people come back to the church. We've seen some people leave the church because of this. We can hope to kind of get back to normal. That's not a promise. That's right. But we are promised when the scripture tells us Isaiah 46, 10, you know, that God is with us. He's walking with us. His presence is with us that we can, we can put our trust in and that will never fail us. But what we want to occur is not promised. So I think that's where, you know, thinking about hope and, you know, it, it, our expectations, if they're shaped by the word of God, if they're being shaped by, the promises of God, then they lead to true biblical hope. But if they're not, and you just yeah. think of, you know, I just think of like Christian cliches, you know, bumper sticker Christianity, yeah. you know, the best is yet to come. Well, yeah, in heaven it is, but I'm not right. sure you have it here. Like we don't know because we don't get that privilege that yeah. our, what we're expecting and is going to come to pass. I think if we lead, if we allow all of our expectations to become what we're placing our hope in when that doesn't come to pass, how are you reacting? Are you still going to trust God? Are you still going to believe in him? Um, There's a passage in scripture that I think about when I think of um, the hope, when there is so much uncertainty around when we don't know what's going to occur and it's found in the old testament it's found in the book of habakkuk do you remember the end of habakkuk how he ends the book oh yeah let me read those verses again at the end of habakkuk um this is where uh, they're going through a very trying time And there seems to be nothing but uh, discouragement all around them. And there is no no visible sign that things are getting better. And this is how Habakkuk ends. He says, though the fig tree should not blossom, nor fruit beyond the vines, the produce of the olive fail, and the fields yield no food. 
the flock be cut off from the fold and there be no herd in the stalls. Yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will take joy in the God of my salvation. God, the Lord is my strength. He makes my feet like the deers. He makes me tread on my high places. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. What I think about in that passage is think about what he's saying there. He's saying that everything we need, all of the prosperity, if none of that comes to pass, I will still hope and I will rejoice in God. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it's, it takes, it takes the, the hope and expectations that we have or the, the peace and comfort we seek from circumstances and it places it instead in our God, yes. in the in the relationship that we have with Him, mm-hmm. and it says so. It's it's not our circumstance; it's our God that gives us peace. It's it's what Paul says in Philippians, right? I can do all things. I can deal with whether I you know a lot, a little, troubled times, easy times. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Yeah, I can expect good things in twenty twenty one. In terms of, you know, things opening up again, maybe the church opening up more and all those things. But my hope is not in those things. Mm -hmm. My rest, my comfort, my hope, my trust is in my relationship with the Lord who promises that whatever's going on, he's with me and he's going to give me opportunity to honor him and live fruitfully Mm -hmm. no matter what else is happening around me. I think that's important to see it's not the circumstance yeah it's our god yeah just like habakkuk says you're you're absolutely a great passage to look to um what what do you what do you think helps us how how can we be helped to to allow our expectations to be shaped properly and biblically what what are some keys to to doing that to going through a process maybe that helps us to evaluate our expectations and hopes um in a biblical way. I think we, we have to allow the word of God to shape our thinking and to renew our thinking. As we think about what God's word says about this broken world. I think sometimes we want heaven on earth yeah, uh, too much. And it's not wrong. It's not wrong to say, you know, it'd be, you know, want want to be enjoy the blessings of, of this life. But I think sometimes we can want them too much. And that we want, we expect too much from this earth. We expect something that we can't get here. Maybe that's revealing the satisfaction we want from this life that we just can't get um, yeah. from this world. I know, I think it was Paul Tripp who uh, helped me think about this, where he, he talks about how we expect the creation to give us what only the creator can do for yeah. us. Good thought. Yeah, and we get mixed up and it's hard. And, and it's not to say that we're cheerfully, you know, uh, uh, excited about, oh, this is going to continue. We're not looking at 2021 and saying, okay, the pandemic's going to continue. Great. Right. Yay. Let's just all rejoice and be glad Ooh. that this is yeah. occurring. It's no, you're, you can groan, but still trust the Lord. Yeah. You can groan and still find your hope in him where you wake up and say, you know what, Lord, this life isn't giving me what I expected. Nobody's promised it's going to work out. I just think of that, right? There's yeah. people whose lives have not worked out. 
Yeah. And they expected and that, him to. <clears throat> and, and that's the key. What you're saying right there is that the, the, the danger, and this is what was on my heart a little bit, is the danger with this expectation that here's what 2021 is going to bring. And I know it's going to happen and it's going to be this mm-hmm. way and that way and the other. The danger with turning my expectations into promises of God mm-hmm. rather than turning the promises of God into my <laughs> expectations, right, yeah. is that when those expectations and and many of our expectations are like this, when they go unfulfilled, when they don't come to pass, then suddenly the disappointment that we have in God yes. as though he had promised these things to us. <laughs> and and we get, and it's like this, this wedge between us and our Lord. And look, I, I'm saying this for those who are listening, but I'm saying it for myself mm-hmm. first and foremost, because I struggle with that where I turn what I want into what I pretend that God has promised me. I expect it. This is what, come on. And I almost try to make certain passages say that very thing. Isn't that what this passage means? He's going to give it to me. <laughs> you know, he's going to make me happy. He's going to give me what I'm asking for. Um, and that what happens then I'm disappointed in the Lord. Uh, you were, you look like you were going to jump in on that. Yeah. I was just thinking of something and uh, how you react to this, but <laughs> you often think about the old Testament and heard people make the comment. Okay. The Lord says, look, if you obey me, I'll bless you. You know, we know that's part of the old covenant. There was blessings to obedience and curses to disobedience. And then we bring that into the, our lives today into the New Testament, which I don't think is valid. Mm-hmm. But right, we can base our expectation of I'm going to obey the Lord. I expect he will bless me. If he doesn't, yeah, then we get angry, right? Or upset or dis- disappointed. Or maybe we be question the Lord. Question- yeah. yeah. Question. Like, what's going on? Look, I've done all this for you. W- why aren't point. you taking care of me now? Yeah, that's a great point. I mean, it, the, the New Testament mentality, the New Testament teaching seems to be, hey, guess what? We're all disobedient. <laughs> we're all uh, the, the law tells us that we're, we're all uh, uh, not just flawed, but we're trapped in, in, in our wrong way of living and thinking and only Christ has deserved the blessing by coming and living and dying uh, for us. So don't have, you know, uh, Jesus says to the disciples in a parable, you know, say, um, I'm an unworthy servant and do what you're asked to do. You don't you just understand that you're an unworthy servant. And I, I think that's important. Now the Lord does bless us. Mm-hmm. He saved us. He gives us far more than we ask or imagine, Paul yeah. tells us in, in Ephesians. But yep. it shouldn't be uh, – I think when we ex- we expect certain things, it's because we've also defined certain things a, cert- uh, a mm. way that is not maybe what God himself would define as blessing us. You know, adversity we would not want. We would never be like, yes, yes that's a blessing, but adversity – is so often the greatest blessing as it changes us and forms us, uh, you know, into a new creation, or, you know, not forms, a new, we are a new creation, but you know what I'm saying? Shapes us. Yeah. Um, yeah. So. And I think we learn those lessons as we grow. We don't get them at the beginning of our Christian walk. We go through things to refine us and refine our thinking of what truly is what we want 
the Lord to do in our life. You know, we can begin with wanting his blessings, the material blessings, the comforts, the pleasures of this world. And then we can grow into realizing that walking with the Lord, knowing the Lord, having the Lord through all circumstances and growing in that is a greater, longer lasting blessing than the things that are here that we get to experience. We can experience them in the right way, but knowing the Lord through the good and the bad and recognizing that everything he gives us is his grace. Mm -hmm. You know, we don't deserve any of it. And he graces us more than we could ever expect. I mean, he outgraces all of our lives with things. Um, Even when we're going through 2020, you know, I, I, I get frustrated with people, you know, on social media where it's so negative. I'm like, are you sure there's been nothing good in your life this year? Yeah. You're still here. So God's not done with you yet. So um, you're trying to escape. I think there's an escapism of, I just want to get out of this. I yeah. can't stand being stuck here um, in this place where we're at. And, right? and, and, I, I guess I'll I'll throw this question out at you then as we're getting close to wrapping up here. I, what should we expect rightly from 2021? It, yeah. <laughs> what should we expect in 2021? We should expect the same thing we expect in 2020, that God is still in control of his world. And he has not forgotten us as his children and his presence and his power will still be with us. No matter what the day brings, he has not changed. And we can wake up tomorrow and keep going and expect his faithfulness, even though we're probably falling a lot and probably (laughs) sinning in ways that we weren't before of complaining and and escaping to other things. But I, I think God's faithfulness um uh next year there was a proverb i was thinking of too oh yeah here it is in proverbs 23:18 um yeah scripture says this surely there is a future and your hope will not be cut off hmm. with god yeah. there is always hope no matter yeah. what his mercies are new every morning mm-hmm. right that that's that's what we can expect if we're looking properly, if we're thinking biblically, we can expect that God's steadfast love will be there. His mm-hmm. mercy will be there. Opportunity to live for his glory will be there. Opportunity to experience his abundant joy, whether we're in prison like Paul and singing hymns or, you know, uh, suffering uh, uh, persecution like so many uh, yet they can rejoice like the end of Habakkuk like you said um, what can we expect that God is with us he will not leave us nor forsake us that he's shaping us that he's conforming us to the image of the sun mm-hmm. I mean all these things that he's sanctified that the spirit is sanctifying us preparing us for glory uh, th- there's so much that the word of God tells us to expect. And if we got up every morning and expected those things, that would be enough. <laughs> you know, uh, I, 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 and I think we would be living uh, in a way that would be more uh, 
full, satisfying uh, to our own hearts. And yeah, as we're thinking about this, any, any kind of wrap up thoughts for you, uh, Roger, any last thoughts or, or anything that stood out to you as we thought, thought through this together? Uh, I guess we didn't talk about our new year's resolutions. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Good point. I don't have any, (laughs) not because I shouldn't, but because I never keep them anyway. So what's the point? No, Uh, no, it's a good topic just to, to keep thinking about what's going on uh, inside of us and how, I think how we're shaped so much from our surroundings and our circumstances rather than from the word of God and how we got to keep fighting for God's word to shape us rather than what's occurring. So we don't react to everything, but we're prepared beforehand to act in a way um, that is helpful rather than just uh, reacting to everything that happens. So yeah, yourself. Yeah. I I think kind of the, the same the same uh, basic idea that you you said there, this trusting that um, God's word is more reality than my circumstances. I think that's mm-hmm. the way I would put it. God's word tells me more truth than my human fallen perception will and, and keep focused there uh, on God's word. That's why we like to fill our minds with the word of God, as well as reading uh, works of godly men and women who have uh, gone before us in, in life and thought through these things too. So, you know, I think Roger and I would agree that we would push um, Gentle and Lowly by Dane Ortland as a book that if you haven't read it in 2020, read it in 2021. Mm-hmm. Um, that, that's a great book to keep your eyes focused on, on uh, Christ uh, and his heart. I guess that's uh, some thoughts there. We would hopefully put out some uh, uh, more kind of books say that you can go to our uh, I think we have it. Do, do we already have those on the website, uh, Roger, along with the episode titles? Do you have some of the books out there? Um, uh, yes. I think on the website. In, the, in the show notes, uh, you'll see references to books that we talk about. Okay. So if you go through some of those, you'll get some other books that would be great for you to read in 2021. Uh, we hope that you enjoyed this discussion and we look forward to uh, the next time in 2021. God bless. If you enjoyed this episode of the Rod and Staff podcast, please subscribe and share with others. For more information or to contact the host with questions or comments, please send email correspondence to feedback at rodnstaff.org. That is feedback at rod, the letter N, staff.org.